Section 32 of Whom We Shall Welcome. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Whom We Shall Welcome. Report of the President's Commission on Immigration and Naturalization. Appendix 1 and 2. Additional Views of Adrian S. Fisher. Order Creating the Commission. Additional Views of Adrian S. Fisher. I concur wholeheartedly in the policy recommendations in the report of the President's Commission on Immigration and Naturalization. I believe that their prompt adoption would be in the interest of the United States, both in the conduct of its foreign relations and in the continued vigorous growth and development of its economy and its society. However, in only one small aspect of the report, that dealing with the administrative arrangements for the issuance of visas overseas, I cannot see eye to eye with my colleagues. The report proposes to set up, in effect, another separate foreign service by authorizing the Administrator of Immigration and Naturalization to set up visa offices overseas as part of the unified program. In view of the importance which the report places on the foreign policy of the United States, a view in which I wholly concur, I cannot see what is to be gained by separating the administration of the proposed program from the agency which is charged with the administration of the foreign policy of the United States. It may well be that the Department of State is subject to legitimate criticism in its activities under the present system for not having paid enough attention to the foreign policy aspects of the administration of the visa issuing function but in my judgment the remedy for that defect is not to be found in divorcing it entirely from this function it may well be true that in its administration of the visa function overseas the department of state has relied excessively upon experts that is persons who spend a large proportion of their time doing nothing but visa work if the department however has erred in this respect this tendency should be corrected not accentuated in the participation in the visa function of officers who have an overall responsibility for the conduct of foreign relations should be encouraged not made impossible the same can be said with reference to the problem of placing an additional group of United States officials in foreign countries to represent the United States of America. I am aware that my colleagues are led to their concept of administration by their view that a visa, once issued, should be final and not subject to review at the port of entry except for identity, physical condition, and security status. From this they deduce the maxim of no responsibility without authority the conclusion that the visa issuing function must in turn be under the proposed commission i wholly agree that a visa once issued should be final and not subject to review at the port of entry except for identity physical condition and security status i wholly agree also that there should be an independent commission on immigration and naturalization i am completely in accord with the recommendation that there should be a formal procedure for review of consular decisions with respect to visas however i do not agree that these desirable ends require that persons other than consular officers should issue the visas i am reinforced in this view by the fact that in over two hundred foreign service posts there is not an adequate workload of visa cases 
to justify the establishment of a separate visa office my examination of the statistics show that almost fifty per cent of all visas are issued in posts of this kind the proposed solution that is to have the consul in effect act as a hearing officer but without any power of decision even in a clear case does not seem to me to be a satisfactory one certainly it does not seem to be satisfactory to have two separate systems one disposing of fifty-three per cent of the visas and the other disposing of forty-seven per cent i believe the proposed commission should avail itself of the very real advantages of using the foreign service to accomplish its requirements abroad as do some forty-five united states government agencies at the present time the proposed commission would thus have a widespread flexible operating service with the particular advantage of utilizing its broad experience in foreign affairs this experience will be invaluable in evaluating the intent of the alien and his social economic and political background and in estimating the effect of the alien's admission to the united states upon our foreign relations and domestic security and development the proposed commission would have the same responsibility and authority the same freedom in the issuance of subjective guidance and direction as it would enjoy with its own employees it could now participate with other government agencies under procedures now established under the foreign service act of nineteen forty six in the selection training assignment and promotion of foreign service personnel and could participate in the day-to-day -day administration of the service by the department of state to the extent necessary to meet its requirements except for this single administrative detail i am in complete accord with the commission's conclusions and recommendations order creating the commission executive order one zero three nine two establishing the president's commission on immigration and naturalization by virtue of the authority vested in me as president of the united states it is hereby ordered as follows section one there is hereby established in the executive office of the president a commission to be known as the president's commission on immigration and naturalization which shall be composed of a chairman a vice-chairman and five other members all of whom shall be designated by the president section two the commission is authorized and directed to make a survey and evaluation of the immigration and naturalization policies of the united states and shall make recommendations to the president for such legislative administrative or other action as in its opinion may be desirable in the interests of the economy security and responsibilities of this country the commission shall give particular consideration to a the requirements and administration of our immigration laws with respect to the admission naturalization and denaturalization of aliens and their exclusion and deportation b the admission of immigrants into this country in the light of our present and prospective economic and social conditions and of other pertinent considerations and c the effect of our immigration laws and their administration including the national origin quota system on the conduct of foreign policies of the united states and the need for authority to meet emergency conditions such as the present overpopulation of parts of western europe and the serious refugee and escapee problems in such areas section three in performing its functions under this order the commission may prescribe such rules of procedure and may hold such public hearings 
and hear such witnesses as it may deem appropriate. Section 4. All executive departments and agencies of the federal government are authorized and directed to cooperate with the Commission in its work and to furnish the Commission such assistance, not inconsistent with law, as it may require in the performance of its functions. Section 5. The expenditures of the Commission shall be paid out of an allotment made by the President from the appropriation entitled Emergency Fund for the President, National Defense. In Title I of the Independent Offices, Appropriation Act 1953, Public Law 455, 82nd Congress, approved July 5, 1952. Such payments shall be made without regard to the provisions of A. Section 3681 of the Revised Statutes, 31 U.S.C. 672, B. Section 9 of the Act, March 4, 1909, 35, Statute 1027, 31 U.S.C. 673, and C. Such other laws as the President may hereafter specify. The members of the Commission shall receive such compensation and expense allowances, payable out of the said allotment, as the President shall hereafter fix, except that no compensation shall be so fixed with respect to any persons while receiving other compensation from the United States. Section 6. The Commission shall make a final written report to the President, not later than January 1, 1953, including its recommendations for legislative, administrative, or other action. The Commission may also make such earlier reports to the President as it may deem appropriate. The Commission shall cease to exist 30 days after rendition of its final report to the President. Harry S. Truman, The White House, September 4, 1952 Statement by the President I have today established a special commission on immigration and naturalization to study and evaluate the immigration and naturalization policies of the United States. Our immigration and naturalization policies are of major importance to our own security and to the defense of the free world. Immediately after the war ended, we recognized the plight of the displaced persons. We acted to cooperate with other nations and to admit a share of these victims of war and tyranny into our own country. The displaced person program has now been successfully concluded, but the free world faces equally grave and equally heart-rending problems in the continual stream of refugees and escapees from the Iron Curtain countries into Western Europe. These peoples add to the pressures of overpopulation in certain countries. Overseas migration from Europe has been dammed up by years of war and international economic disorder. While we have joined with other nations to meet such problems as these, our own immigration laws, based on conditions and assumptions that have long ceased to exist, present serious obstacles in reaching a satisfactory solution. Humanitarian considerations, as well as the national interests, require that we reassess our immigration policies in the light of these facts. The United States must remain true to its great traditions and have an immigration policy that strengthens our nation at home and furthers our world leadership. The 82nd Congress devoted much time and effort to this problem, but the bill which it passed was so defective in many important provisions that I could not give my approval. In my veto message, I expressed the hope that the Congress would agree to a careful re-examination of the entire matter. I suggested that the Congress create a representative commission of outstanding Americans to make a study 
of the basic assumptions of our immigration policy, the quota system, and all that goes into it, the effect of our immigration and nationality laws, and the ways in which they can be brought into line with our national ideals and our foreign policy. The Congress did not act upon these suggestions. I do not believe that the matter should remain where the Congress left it. The problems of immigration policy grow more pressing, and the inequities fostered by the new law require careful examination. I am therefore appointing this commission in the belief that its recommendations will enable the next Congress to consider the subject promptly and intelligently. The commission will have the benefit of much information already drawn together in the field of immigration, including that developed by the committees of Congress in their long study of the problem. It should therefore be in a position to complete its study before the reconvening of the next Congress. I have directed the Commission to give particular consideration to a. The requirements and administration of our immigration laws with respect to admission, naturalization, and denaturalization of aliens and their exclusion and deportation. b. The admission of immigrants into this country in the light of our present and prospective economic and social conditions and of other pertinent considerations and c the effect of our immigration laws in their administration including the national origin quota system on the conduct of foreign policies of the united states and the need for authority to meet emergency conditions such as the present overpopulation of parts of western europe and the serious refugee and escapee problems in such areas the members of the commission are as follows philip b perlman of maryland chairman formerly solicitor general of the united states formerly city solicitor of baltimore secretary of the state of maryland assistant attorney general of maryland earl g harrison of pennsylvania vice chairman attorney formerly united states commissioner of immigration and naturalization and formerly dean of the law school of the university of pennsylvania Monsignor John O'Grady of Washington, D.C., Secretary, National Conference of Catholic Charities. Reverend Thaddeus F. Gillickson of Minnesota, President, Lutheran Theological Seminary of St. Paul, Minnesota, Chairman, Minnesota State Displaced Persons Commission. Clarence E. Pickett of Pennsylvania, Honorary Secretary, American Friends Service Committee. Adrian S. Fisher of Tennessee, Legal Advisor to State Department, formerly General Consul of Atomic Energy Commission and Solicitor of the Department of Commerce. Thomas G. Finucane of Maryland, Chairman, Board of Immigration Appeals, Department of Justice. End of Section 32